What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, you you had an alright Sunday, mate. <laughs> Hi, it's alright, mate. I've had a good one, thanks. And I can tell just by listening to you, you've got a smile on your face as you're talking. So I'm guessing yours was equally as good. Yes, mate. Very much so. Very much so. We're recording um, t- um, on Sunday just after the. Uh, Rangers beating Celtic in the first old forum of the season. So, yes, mate, I'm very, very happy. Delighted to go to the game again. Um, full house at Ibrox was just, and all Rangers fans as well, was just incredible, wasn't it? Aye, aye. No, it was brilliant. Like you say, brilliant being back to an old firm game and having it be all Rangers fans is, is great for, for me. Um, I think that was an amazing atmosphere and aye, brilliant to be back, mate, wasn't Yes, definitely. Definitely. So, we spoke... We're obviously going to talk about today and stuff like that, but before that, obviously when we when we done last week's pod as well, we, we we spoke about we had we had an important game coming up on the Thursday last Thursday, um against Alice Kurtz and not pretty, but the job done, mate. I would say. Aye, aye. I think we we spoke about it before in the, that pod and maybe a previous one about it being a a must win tie, and like you say, not pretty, but we won the tie and we're through, and 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 that's what. That's what history will record, and I suppose that's what what really matters. I think um, the performance, uh, probably, you know, within the context of the season so far, rightly got some people maybe worried isn't the right word, but you know what I mean. Like when it's it's a kind of a string of mediocre performances, uh, uh, then you kind of it means more. Um, but again, it was we were probably a few inches away from having a very good performance. Like if Alfie goes out and scores a hat trick, like he should have. Then you know it, it, it kind of turns into a, a very solid, comfortable. You know, we we, we put them to bed and, and all that sort of stuff. So the performance wasn't maybe quite as bad. It was just the final final wee bit, not putting the ball in the back of the net that made it look worse than what it was. But difficult circumstances with COVID, as we know, and the bench. Yep. I mean, the bench basically had um, you know a defender on it <laughs> in Itton. I think that was about that, wasn't it? Yeah, obviously when we were talking last Thursday, uh, sorry, when, when we spoke last week when we when we done the pod, we weren't aware the day after it was when all the COVID stuff, Aye. all the COVID chat happened and stuff like that. So when we done the pod, obviously we were thinking we're gonna go full, you know, we were talking about leaving McGregor. It just so happened we had to leave him because of COVID <laughs> protocol. So I so basically obviously everybody knows this, but and number of Rangers players ended up having to isolate, including the manager as well, and that which is a big thing. Um, mm-hmm. A number of our players, and pretty big players as well. When you look at it, Keith, as well, you know, we had McGregor, we had McLaughlin, our first and second choice goalkeepers, our captain, our right-back in there as well, Calvin, Calvin Bassey in there. There was talk of, we didn't know if Kent was injured or out with COVID. Um, right, you know, we didn't know about But I was very impressed with how Rangers dealt with it. They didn't tell you who was injured and who was out with COVID because the last thing you want to do is obviously going into an old firm game as well is tell these tell them you know pretty much writing out our team for them before that you know who's fit and who's not fit and who, who can play and who can't play um, as well I was, I was really impressed with how Rangers dealt with the matter um, as well and obviously everybody was waiting to see who was getting who was coming off the bus at Glasgow Airport to see who was making the squad um, as well but I you know that's the last thing you want isn't it going to into a massive week week like that. You know, we had Alice Kurtz, a big important game to get into the group stages and then obviously playing Celtic today. I uh, know, definitely, mate, definitely. Like you say, last thing we would have wanted would have been um, 
big important players and coaching staff missing. Um, definitely, definitely a um, a bit of a blow. And I think the the thing you mentioned about um, you know not not giving anything away. I think that that's that's good to see, and it's good old fashioned psychological warfare. I felt and leaving Kent behind was was the genius part, right? Because then they're thinking, oh great, Kent's got COVID, they can't play on Sunday. And we know Kent has t- tore them apart before. They're scared of him. They, they double and treble up on him when he gets the ball and all these sort of things. So uh, you go back in the day. I mean, when was it an old firm game in the early 2000s when, you know, in the week before it was like Larson and Sutton are injured and they'll, they'll maybe they'll, fa- they'll face late fitness tests or, you know what I mean? And it, they always played, right? There was always that psychological, oh, are they going to be there? They know, keep the, keep the enemy guessing. So yeah. it's good to see a bit of that coming back. And I think that's a sign that it's probably going to be we expect it to be a bit more competitive this year, um, but as you said, it was it wasn't an ideal prep for a big a big week, two big games and, and uh, two difficult games. You know, like first old firm game of the season always means a lot, and then going away to you know so far and playing in the heat and that was never going to be particularly um, you know uh, desired. Full stop, regardless of who was available and uh, all that travel in advance of an old firm. So I, yeah. Yeah, it was a tricky one for sure, mate. All round. It- it definitely, definitely was, definitely was. So, so let's get into let's get into the game um, today. Then, what were you what were you thinking before the game? I, I, one thing I'll, I'll say, I was speaking to um, my dad um, last night, and we were talking about the game. And um, my dad's my dad's got to play something St Andrews, so he was up there and stuff like that. So talking to him, he's like, you know, I'm watching, I watch it here um, and stuff like that. But he said to me, "See right now, Derek, I'd be happy we are we are nothing each." And I was like, "No, Dad, come on." And then he's like, but think about it. And I said, no, but you can't go into a game like that. Think you're hoping to draw, you know, you know, looking at it. But what were you, what were you, even before the team got announced, you know, obviously the whole travelling, we didn't know who was going to be back. And, you know, if these guys, you know, were going to maybe get negative tests and then be able to play again, was our manager going to be there? What were you thinking before the game, Keith? I know, same. I mean, there was, there was definite, well, there was there was unknowns, right? And that creates a wee bit of nerves because it's it's got to, like you say, we didn't know who, who was going to be fit. What I did feel still was that when I looked at the starting eleven and in, in Alishkirt and Armenia, you know, I thought if we start with the same starting eleven, just on paper, that's that's good enough to go and if we show up, I still think we've got enough to, to get the win. But the problem was if it was going to be you were stuck with the exact same squad. Then yep. you're like, well, people are tired and who's got knocks and, and all that sort of stuff, right? So you were kind of like, it's, it's an ask. It's a, it'd be a big ask on those 11 bodies to go and do, the, go and do it again, you know, after playing in the heat and all that travel and stuff. So I was a wee bit nervous for sure just because of the unknowns. Not necessarily in the, I think what we said in the previous pod is if we show up, we win. We're still there. I still felt that, but I just didn't know enough to be confident in general. Do you know what I mean? There was definite nerves, I. Yeah, yeah, I was the same. I was, I was nervous before the game, purely because we didn't know if our manager was going to be there, and if our, some of our starting players were going to be there as well, um, as well. And that was a light, even though I, I didn't like it. I liked it because Rangers didn't give anything away. Gary McAllister was very good in the press conferences. You know, he was, and obviously they were trying to get some questions over about it and stuff like that. And he's like, "Look, we're just liaison. You know, we're just going to liaison with the, you know, the health, the health authorities and stuff like that, and see what we can do." He was keeping it all very, very close, which was great. I loved it. Um, and then, I so I was, I was, I was myself a bit nervous with it. Um, walk. Go, go ahead and over the Ibrox. I've seen a few supporters buses and everybody seemed up for it. Ibrox was bouncing and then you get the team through and you're like, right, cool, there's the team. 
you know, on our uh, me, you and our, our two, two pals group chats, we, you know, usually that's where I usually get my team news from any time I get in because the guys are usually on the ball. Um, you seen the team news and then it was like McCrory and the goals. I'm like, okay, they're not fit. And then you see Balligan lining up at right back. And I was like, oof, because obviously last time he played right back, he didn't, he didn't cover himself in too much. He didn't, he didn't play well. You hooked after Braga game, wasn't it? You hooked after 45 minutes and young Patterson came in. So, Patterson obviously took an awk or something, you know, we don't know what happened to him, but he wasn't he wasn't available today um, as well. But it was good to see, I thought it was a strong, strong midfield, strong attacking lineup. The only thing that, that caused me a wee bit of trouble when I was looking at it, not trouble, you know, just just like if Patterson was there, I felt a bit more comfortable, was obviously Balligan playing right back, but the big man... <laughs> He proved everybody wrong. What a performance by him! But what did what were you with before we talk about that? What did you think of the team, Keith? When you seen it, when you seen Balogun lining up at right back and McCrory and the goals and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> aye, so McCrory and goals was was expected, right? He played on Thursday, and I, I, I wasn't expecting anything different, to be honest. Were we hopeful about you know McGregor or McLaughlin? Obviously, but I didn't. I didn't expect any different. I expected McCrory because, like I say, he played on Thursday, um, and. On on Patterson, shout out to to Davy Bell, a man in the know. He he messaged me about ten o'clock, I think it was, and said, "I'm hearing Patterson's out at Balligan at right back," and I was like, "Oh, I hope no," because because of what you said um, about you know the Balligan played there a few times, and you know he, he was all right. I think when he was first asked to do it at half time because an injury or something like that. Um, but he, he didn't. He, he didn't convince. He doesn't look like a right back, and he's no right. So no, let, let's, be, let's be clear. He's a centre half, um, and when he plays for us, he plays at left centre half. So going for there over to right back, it's a wee bit of a change. You know what I mean? Different body shape. You're getting it in different positions. You're you're seeing the pitch with different angles. Doesn't sound a lot, but it does. You know, wee details are, are important at this level. So it, it is a change. So um, and obviously we'll come on to his performance. So that was the probably the only worry. The rest of that, um, the rest of the team, you were like. Stronger, stronger than, or as strong as we could have expected. I think the the front three is probably a first choice front three if everybody's fit. Yeah, largely, I would say. And um, I say our midfield is probably our first midfield as well if everybody's fit. Midfield, I in these games, Aribo's hit and miss in there, so you know we maybe could have seen something different. But overall, I think the front. Or maybe front, Jack if Jack was fit. Yes, yeah, I think I. But I think the the front six was the front six. I think we picked when we done this pod before, right? So yeah, uh, last week. So. You can't really grumble with that if that's what you get. So, um, and just on Patterson, again, David Bell texted me. I think before, just before the game kicked off, or maybe just into the game, and said uh, Patterson has been uh, he's isolating because of COVID. I think a, a near miss, or you know, like whatever what they call it. So, like yeah. somebody's family or something like. That. So he's not got it, but somebody near him did, and that's why he missed the game. So no. Everton 15 million bid which was all the buzz in the, in the toilet before the game like oh I think he's away to Everton I think they've bid 15 million and I, I don't know if you were getting in that but I was getting no. that chart on the stadium um, that, that was the rumours flying about but right. I don't think well, maybe who knows right but that's that. I think it was a Covid thing yeah yeah so so get out of the game um, game started I think it was fairly fairly obvious to see Celtic's tactics when the game started was to try and Pepper our right hand, our right hand side with Balogun in there. Well, when they played um, Kagogo um, out in the out in the left hand side, but Big Balogun stood up and was just incredible on that on that right hand side. So before we, we dig into the, the game fully, you know everybody was a bit uneasy about Balogun starting, but what a performance for the big money! Eh? I I think um, we like you say we, we could talk about the full game, but just to. 
we'll single it. We'll probably mention a few people. We'll probably mention everybody, but you know, a few people deserve tons of credit. I think I Balligan, as we say, I think every fan. I, I don't know. I speak for everybody, but I'd imagine most people looked at it and were like, "Oh, that's no ideal." Big man was was tremendous. Okay, going forward, he's no Tav, he's no Patterson, but what he did was just defend, and he was up against probably their best player so far this season. And we can talk about you know how that guy performed if if we want, but. He was up against their main threat, their best performer of the season so far. So he just thought, I'll just do the defensive side first. I don't need to cross the halfway line. And you know what? It wasn't wrong. It was tremendous. And um, I think he largely nullified their best player. And, you know, yeah. to the point where they, they moved him into the centre. Um, you know, so they, they're like, we're getting a change out of that big guy. Let's try something different. That's a credit to Balogun and his game. Because if he was skinning Balogun and causing all sorts of threats, he wouldn't have done that. Right? So that, that tells you that they've watched it and gone, big guy's got in his back pocket, we need to do something different here. So I think uh, that, that says everything in I Balogun, tremendous big man, Showed, proved us all wrong, which is exactly what we're looking for, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and I was so, I'm so happy for him, so pleased for him. And when he got announced man of the match, I think every, every bear in there was applauding because he, you know, he'd such a, he'd such a great game. Um, let's, let, let's, let's talk about the first half, Keith. Uh-huh. Um, you know, first half it was pretty much a a standard, I would say a standard old forum game. You know, both chances at, at either ends. You know, Ken had a good shot. They had they 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 did a lot of chances and stuff like that. But in the middle of the park was where I was getting. I was a bit worried. It felt like they were stretching us quite a bit in the middle of the park. What did you think here? I I think like you said on chances, the first half was was probably in terms of number of chances, it was probably. Ichi Peachy, if anything, we probably had more decent chances than they did, although they had the best chance, uh, you know, um, with Edwards' um, classic sitter right up there with Peter Van Vossen and, and probably uh, for, for theirs, Patrick Roberts in the in the cup game where yeah. he, he misses an empty net and also it was a really bad one from, from Edward, which obviously we all enjoyed. Um, but I pretty pretty even um, in chances, but I middle of the part, same as you, mate. I felt they were, they were overrunning us. I, I kind of felt like um, our midfielders were getting outnumbered. Um, a, a mixture of one of these things that the Ange Ball, as they call it, that he likes to do is the kind of pet thing of that he does sometimes, certainly did at Bayern, where when the fullbacks they pinch in and add in, make additional midfielders, do you know what I mean? So rather than bombing on, they kind of pinch in and it lets your um, let some of your their Christie and Turnbull go and get forward because you know it's almost like they've got three holding midfielders sort of thing it pushes everybody up and rather than using the fullbacks as attackers it lets your midfielders become attackers do you know what I mean yeah. so so they like to do that but what that meant was you know at times they were having they were having a lot of joy because they were getting extra bodies in there on an extra body and I, I felt like um, McGregor was getting the ball off the centre halves, getting it quite deep, and he was getting tons of space to run and attack people. And he don't get me wrong, right? The boy's quite good when he gets running. He's quite quick. He's good with the ball his feet. Or he was coming forward five, ten yards and picking passes. And aye, they were overrunning us. And it felt like for me, they did the better of the first half. And it was because of because of that they were just dictating more in the middle of the park. And when we got the ball, we felt outnumbered, and we were rushing passes, and you know, and we just couldn't get going. I didn't feel through the middle of the park in the first half. And that's why I felt they kind of shaded it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, I definitely did. I, I noticed that a lot of a lot of boys about me as well were particularly unhappy with um, Rangers' pressing game. Felt like they didn't press enough mm-hmm. um, during the game as well. They kept saying, "Challenge, get into that goalie," obviously, and the, the defenders as well. Because let's face it, 
their defence is pretty it's pretty honking. It's not. It's, it, I don't think it's improved very much from last season. Um, from from what I've seen of them, um, as well. But aye, the pressing game. What did you think of the pressing game? Is of what they done? I I think I think the boys beside you maybe not wrong because there was there was times, um, especially early in the second half, where we we did press them high and we did get changed. Right, like you said, the the goalie, the the two centre halves in particular, are pretty poor on the ball. Um, so we did win it back, and, and that was when we were at our best. But I think, um, for me anyway, how how I seen it was try to do that for a sustained period of time. It's high energy; it takes a, it takes a lot of energy, right? Um, because you're covering a lot of ground, and most of the time you're covering a lot of ground for nothing because they're just going to lump it long if they need to. They'll just you might get the ball back at the centre half, so you might win it in the air, or you know the midfielders get it done. But use the centre forward. You're not getting anything for it, really. You know, you're just you're getting to go again, and then you need to run back to get onside, and you need to make a run to try and get a ball. And so it's high energy stuff. And given you know all the travel and Alfie being up front and playing up front himself the day, playing up front himself for uh, all that time and the heat uh, over there, um, it's just it's a, it's a lot to ask. It's a lot to yeah. ask. Another side of that is uh, as we touched on. Two centre halves and the goalie are crap on the ball, so let them have it. We'll get it back anyway, and that's what happened quite a lot. They would inevitably, without too much for us, they would they would go long, and especially in the second half, the first half, as I said earlier, I felt they were just they were getting easy balls to to Callum McGregor, and he was going and doing something with it. Whereas in the second half, I think I spoke we, we spoke about this off air, but I felt like I don't know if I'm right, but I felt like we went four four two diamond and said to Kent, go and sit on McGregor, go and sit on Callum, you go in behind the two strikers. Push the other two, Roof and Morelos, as a kind of two up front, um, and you know Kent go and sit on McGregor, and that cut off that avenue, and then that meant they had to try and do something differently, try and go long, and we were winning the ball back more in the second half, and it allowed us to pin them in, and I felt we were a lot better, especially up to the goal. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. When you think about it, but what I was thinking, always everybody was saying press, 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 and I, th- I think to the extent you do want to be pressed because you obviously you want the ball back. You know, you, you obviously want Aye. the ball back quick, so I can understand why people are going, fucking press him, fucking press him, you shit. You know, you can, when you hear when you hear the fans saying that, you can I can understand it, but Aye, you've, got about, you've got to think about the bigger picture as well. Like I said, we'll still get, you know, you've still got, you know, God knows how many minutes left in a game, and you know, you've, you've still got to play 90 minutes at, at high intensity. And, and obviously, we had a, you know, we had a game plan as well to let them have the ball in their own half. As well, and let them move up because, like you said, the defenders are the under the greatest in the world. So, you know, let them two have the ball, and then, like you said, when when we moved Kent in the middle of the park, that nullified McGregor, who was pretty pretty anonymous in the second half, um, as well. As well, there was a few a few guys. Let's say we mentioned we mentioned Balogun. I don't, I don't think we should we should mention big uh, big Hollander, the goal scorer, who I thought was a colossus at the back as well, and then obviously. Getting his getting his goal in there as well. Um, there was one of the ones that he went right through. I'm sure it was Edward in the first half, and he, he took the ball and he gave him a wee nudge as well. Like he went right through him, and he's like, "I'm." It was more of a statement saying, "You're no fucking getting by me today." And then the big <laughs> man, the big man pops up with a with a sensational header from a fantastic ball in by Barisic as well. So, um, what did you think? Of, first of all, I think we should talk about. We'll talk about. Big Hollander's performance. Then we'll have a chat about a few of the other players and stuff like that as well. If there's anybody you want to pick, pick out, but what did you make a big Philippe in scoring his first all for him goal? I big Hollander. I like you. I, I thought he was 
thought it was thought it was outstanding. Um, probably, probably a good choice if if Balogun had didn't have the game he had. Phil would have been, you know, it would have been a good choice for man in the match. And there was there was a few good candidates for man in the match. I felt, but I know I thought Big Phil was was tremendous. Thought he looked a threat at uh, at set pieces throughout the game. He was he was picking himself up. We know, we know they're not the biggest. So he seemed to get himself in positions on the back post where he, you know, it was a bit of a mismatch. I thought it was only a matter of time if he can if he can win one, then we're in with a real chance. And and thankfully that's that's how it panned out. Like you said, terrific ball for Borna and big Phil. Just he just wanted it, you know, one of the headers where he's just like, right, that's mine. I'm going to power my nut onto this no matter what. And he does. And it's it's kind of close range and it's kind of uh, what did you call Joe Hart earlier? You know, like oh, Stradis. Stradis. Should the goalie save it? I don't know if it's a good header, but um, I you know like. Oh, oh, Listen, if he should have saved it, I've I've only seen it once and, and it was live at the time, so um that makes it even funnier. But I thought it was a good goal. I great ball, good header, big fella had a good day, won a lot of I won a lot of headers, um he put in a few good blocks and tackles and, and all that sort of stuff. I felt maybe once or twice uh, in the second half when they moved that wee uh, Fushihari or whatever how we see his name through the middle. You know, he caused him a few wee problems at just at first because he's it's a different it's a change for Edward, but Nah, the big man had a great game. He did, he did, he really did, he really did, and you know, thoroughly, des- thoroughly deserved his his, his goal, goal as well. Aye. His his header. Is there anybody else you want to pitch out, Keith, that you thought had a had a quite exceptional game? Um, I think it's it's hard, isn't it? Who do you leave out? You know, because there was there was lots of lots of performances throughout the park. I, I think the for me, I don't know what you were seeing, but there was a few people beside me, and then on some of the some of the group chats. Phil Borner was getting it a bit tight and he did put in a few horrific balls, you know, he's totally mis mis misconstrued them or whatever. But I thought he did, I thought he had a much better game and I thought he put in some really good balls and there was a few corners where you're like you know, a few free kicks that we probably could could have done more with considering how crap they are at set pieces. Golden had a good header, you know, just maybe if he gets over it a wee bit more and headers it down in the second half earlier than before the goal. So I thought I thought he did what are you putting? It was a few crappers, but he put in a few really good balls as well. So I thought Bonner did better than he seemed to be getting credit for. That that was just my feeling. I don't know how you felt he did. Yeah, I I, I thought Bonner had a had a had a good game. Obviously, a lot better than what he's played. You know, he's sort of obviously getting back to getting back to full fitness as well. Mm-hmm. Um, as well, but I, th- I thought he had a decent game. He put in a few good balls, like you said. Some of them, some of them weren't, weren't great, but I think that's going to happen with most of the players. You know, you're not going to expect to me. He pin it. He pin it on a player's head hundred percent of the time. Are you? No, <laughs> that, that doesn't happen well, anywhere in world so, football. No. Really, do you know what I mean? Like, never mind the <laughs> level. That's the thing. If he could do it nine times out of ten, you know, he'd, he'd be at Real Madrid or Barcelona or something. You know, these boys don't hit everybody every time in a game. That's not how it works. So, um, no, nah, I thought he did. Maybe he wasn't amazing, but I, I felt he was. For what I seen, he was getting some stick, and I think it was. I think it was. Uh, I think it was a bit harsh. I thought he was better yeah. than at the goal. Oh man, when when the goal went in. Um, if you watch the the celebrations back, two of the boys were mentioned. Obviously, well, in fact, the three guys were mentioned were loving it, man. Big Phil, obviously, he scored, so he was buzzing. Bonner was buzzing at the assist and just in general. And Big Balligan was getting at the chest, slapping all that. He was right up for it and all. Like the the three guys we've been talking about so far were just oh man, they they, they were loving the atmosphere. They were loving it. The goal just uh, they, they they were right up for it. I, I, I like seeing that. I thought that's that's great to see. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely loved it. It was. It was nice, and it was just such a camaraderie with all the players all together. And right. you can tell that they're all, you know, they're all mates, and it's all just one big group who just want to do well mm-hmm. as well, and they love the club as well. I've seen um, 
before we went on, before we came on air, I seen Balligan's interview. And Aye. he said, you know, he said it's been a tough week. You know, we've had kids coming in and they've, they've been amazing and stuff like that. But to play and to do it and to and, and we've done it for this. And when I said that when this, he points to the badge, the Rangers badge on his chest, he goes, we've done it for this and we love this. Oh, I was amazing. just like, oh, I was just like, oh my god, man, see if I could frame Marry that. Marry me. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> see if I'd frame that, I'd frame it and put down my wedding pictures and put that up. Not again, man, said that. Life will be raging. <laughs> um, so, no, I think, I think that's it, man. And anybody else, I think uh, second half especially, I thought um, Davis really just took command of the midfield when, when we did, uh, when we put Kent in and kind of balanced the numbers up a wee bit more. I thought that allowed Davis to really just start to boss it in there with Kamara and, and Aribo doing a bit better as well. And then, aye, I would say, I'd say they were good. And then, Kent, I thought, considering he was injured and, and that sort of stuff, he did all right. You know, he, he caused them plenty of trouble. He was probably a bit wasteful in a few shots. You're like, ah, I thought he could have done a bit better. There was a, a few shots he had where they were maybe just a bit pass-backy, you know, decent angles maybe, but not enough on them. Um, but I thought, aye, pretty much everybody had a good game. Though. There was nobody you thought he had a bad game. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought Kent a few times in the first half, he... Instead of he went to the left more than he should have maybe cut in. He mm-hmm. done that a few times where he where he went out and then ended up playing the ball at a play once or twice um, as well. But young McCrory as well, I thought he was commanding in his box. He was very assured as well. I thought I thought Ross McCrory, uh, Robbie McCrory, sorry, had a great game um, for his first his first league league game at, for for first league debut at Rangers and it's an old firm victory for him. I think as well. Oh, I know definitely, man, and. I... It was a real Rangers goalie performance and all because he didn't really have a lot today, if we're being honest. Like they had a shot on target in the first half, but it was right at him, right? Me or you would have saved it. It was there was nothing in it. And then um the second half, again, we're bossing it. He's not got much to do. And then when they cheat they at the goal, they make two subs and they put the wee man through the middle, as we said, and he had a couple of chances and McCrory's come out and had a couple of big saves to make. You know, they might not be um world-class saves or anything. But see, when you've had nothing today and you've got a big moment and the wee man's through on goal and he's all full of confidence and he's the he's the form player and you're a young kid, that if he goes and slots it in, nobody's going to be going, hey, McCrory, you should have done better there, kid. You know what I mean? Like There was nothing like that. So for him to pull off those saves, it felt like a very McGregor performance, to be honest, except his distribution was better. Oh, his distribution, his kicking was fantastic. One of the, one of the ones was when they were coming through, and you seen him running out. I think Alanda oh, was oh, Alanda Edward, and he ran aye. out and just belted the ball, volleyed it. He was going to go right through to anybody who was there, aye. as well, um, as well. And he was, I, I, I was really impressed with McCrory. It sort of gives me a bit more ease when, when McGregor does eventually hang up his boots. You know, we've got a ready-made replacement there in Robbie, and he's, he looks a decent. He looks a decent, decent player, doesn't he? Aye, aye. No, aye. I felt like it, it. It felt like a real Rangers goalkeeping performance, and that's the thing we've spoke about this before. But you know, we've been blessed with so many good goalies for, for apart from like you know early banter years, pretty much our whole lives. Rangers have had tremendous goalies, even guys like Vatarus and all that. Like these guys come in, they were brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Shabonye and all that. Like guys, you, like Harley, maybe they weren't here that long, maybe they were whatever. But they, they just they just did it. And especially against Celtic in big games, Rangers goalies have just done it, you know. So I thought it was it was one of those days. And he showed bravery as well because there was one where he came out. I think it was the first one when the, when the wee boys threw. And he comes out and he takes man, ball, everything. Do you know what I mean? Like, And, and that's what you want to see as well, especially considering he get kicked in. He'd done Thursday the last time he came out. He just yeah. did it, you know, no fear, right out again. 
just done what the goalie's meant to do, gets a good save on it, and, uh, you know, Clatter's the man. Brilliant. Perfect. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was an all-round, I think. Maester and Angels team, you would give seven and eights, wouldn't you, when, when you were looking at it? But there was a few guys I just wanted to to mention um, as well. But I thought I thought Kamara in the second half sort of came into the game a bit more. I think the first half his distribution was pretty was pretty terrible. You know, his Aye. passing and stuff like that. However, the second half, you know, he did he did get himself together and um, and done well and done well. He's passing and he's tackling and stuff like that as well. But yeah, marvelous, marvelous day. Um, and it's just a shame now we've got two weeks of fucking international football to look forward to. That's the time, <laughs> isn't it? I think it works out well probably with like the COVID stuff and all that. You know, for us, yeah, like, if, we'd done, if we'd another game on Wednesday, you might be like, oh, it's still a bit touch and go. So probably not the worst in the world, um, considering like we both hate international breaks right enough. But, um, you know, probably a few niggles and a few COVID. So it's maybe, it's maybe a good time to regroup and hopefully... Anybody that does go away comes back unscathed, and 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 we end up with a a full squad, and people are ready to go because we've not really had that this season, you know, so far. I know it's very early days, but we've not had everybody, so hopefully that that happens. Yeah, I mean there won't be. I don't know. If, I don't think there'll be a lot of boys going off for international duty this week. Um, you know, obviously Patterson was supposed to go with Scotland, but now I doubt he'll be going. Nah. Um, unless he tests. Negative. Ah, negative, I suppose. Yeah, right. over the next few, over the next few while and stuff like that. It'll just be good to get our boys back as well, I guess, for um for due, you know, for, for for two weeks time when we're when we're back playing again. But aye, it's been it's been an incredible day. Um, when you think about it, when you think about it fully, and when I look when I look back in the game at full and stuff like that, you know, I think that. My, I think they played Celtic played to the maximum today, whereas we've still got a number of players to come back in. You know, it was technically a third choice goalkeeper. You would say it was a third choice right back in there as well, who were playing as well. And then when you think of the boys that we've got to come back, even our manager wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's looking good. And this was maybe maybe a game like today, a big game was what we needed to get a season, not back in track, but to get a season started properly. Um, you know, because obviously we've had we a few disappointments of Malmo and Dundee United and not playing the best football, um, particularly Dallas Cares games as well. But today was today was good, and we sort of put that all to rest. And you know, obviously the media were were have been praising Celtic, which we spoke about last week as well about them praising Celtic and how well they've been playing and stuff like that as well. It's just um, it's just great to put them back in the box. Aye, no, I'd be, be interested to see where, where the where the media take this. Was it Celtic dominated and Rangers stole it? Is that going to be the narrative? Or is it going to be, you know, uh, the referee missed something? Or what, what's the what's the excuses and the narrative going to be? So we'll, we'll look out for that coming. But I think today, like you say, for us, that, that's all we really care about, right? The rest of it's just funny, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it, it was about us today and what, what we did. And I think, uh, I think it, was a, it was a champion's performance. And I, I feel like the... The adversity over the week probably deserves an assist. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think that that, that galvanises you. You know, like you you said from the the press conferences, there was a lot of credit flying about for um for the whole club and you know the 
the the the medical staff, the the backroom staff, the you know the the people at, at, at the training center, the young boys that come in, the fans, the players, the everybody, guys playing at a position, guys just you know rolling their sleeves up and getting on with it and, and all that. So playing, you know, maybe we would have done more rotation after the long journey and people are just playing through the pain and you you name it, right? All these things happen, and that was just. The adversity just made just galvanised us, and I think that was a big part of what got us over the line today. Where we just went, you know what, nah, man, we're just going to we're just going to get on with it and and forget about all that other crap. No excuses, no nothing. We're the champs. We can just club together and we can get this done. And that's what we did. And I think that I think that's I think that's a, a brilliant testament to where we are now, considering where we might have been a few years ago when we wouldn't have been anywhere near that sort of mentality or performance. Yeah, yeah, it's just great. Um, it's always obviously nice to end on a, to, you know, to beat your beat your biggest rivals and all that as well. But I guess we're sort of we haven't we haven't really looked back at the game. Obviously, we're just looking at it after the game has, you know, the game finished a few hours ago and right. you know got back up the road and I celebrated with a, with a few beers with my brother and then came home back to being the family and stuff like that as well. So it was it's been a it's been an all round a, a cracking a cracking day. Um, with it as well, but the buzz about the place, I think that's going to be, I think the, the noise of when we scored is going to live with me for a while. Um, <laughs> it was a good well. one, wasn't it? I think Back at a full Ibrox. The, the other thing that's interesting about it, just when we touch about the international break actually, is it, for us, like we got an international break now, happy and like you said, we just beat our rivals and all that sort of stuff. They go into it well, if you're after a defeat like that, what you want is another game. You quickly put it behind you, put it to bed. They need to sit and mull this over and stew on this for two weeks. Whereas we get to sit back and be like, well, that was good. Let's just chill out. Let's enjoy it. Let's get people back to fitness. Do you know what I mean? So I think from a mentality point of view, actually, um, with it being right before the international break, is probably a good time if you win and it's probably the worst time if you lose. Yeah, yeah, it is because you'll get that two weeks to sort of Ah, you can't go and put it right, put it behind Think you. Think about it over your head and aye. and stuff like that as well. So, ah, it's 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 not the best. Obviously, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they played again. See, they played, you know, next week. How they would how they cope for it? But I, I don't really care about them. It's more about it's no. more about it's more about Rangers right now and um, everything about them. It was just a fantastic day. Of obviously nerve wracking before the game. It's amazing how you how you you know you. Your attitude changes based on your team, but you know it started with started when I woke up this morning with a nervousness. You know, it got into a bit more excitement heading over to the game. Once I got in the eye broke, so I was excited. First half, I was a bit like fuck. You know, it was, I felt like it was the longest first half I went through for a long time because it was just you know you did feel that sort of nervousness came back again, and you know I feel like they were getting better in the middle of the park and stuff like that, and then for a you know, pretty much a, you know, you would say it was quite a joyful second half. Obviously, they had a few chances towards the end of it um, as well. But as soon as that full-time whistle went, the joy was just Aye. incredible. Um, I think at the end, it, you always get, I mean, like for the last, it uh, felt like the last 20 minutes, we basically just sat in and said, go on then, try and score. And, yeah. you know, like as a fan, you're just, you're like, come on, get up the park, get out. You know, you're Aye. like, oh, this it's nervy because it, it's hard to do, you know, like it, it, sustain it anyway. Like in any one wave, I'll always put the money on the defence or on the attack because it's easier to defend than it is to attack. But 20, 30 waves, you think, 
one of them's going to go in. You know, I'm not saying it was 20, 30 waves or anything, but when you just sit back and kind of invite a bit of pressure, as a fan, nobody likes to see that. You don't like to watch that. Do you know what I mean? You wish you'd just get up the park, try and get the ball in the corner and, you know, win free kicks and kill the time that way rather than kill it by Guy name it and, and invite them into our half. So, um, I like to say, pretty, pretty good, pretty comfortable looking back. But how, how were you during the game? Like, I found myself, I, I must admit, I found myself getting more worked up and shouting stupid things that I just wouldn't do. You know, that way, like, I would, I would do something and then, like, instantly, I'd, I'd, I'd be like, well, that's uh, not me. You know, I'd, I, I would observe myself going, that was a stupid, I was, like, shouting, like, one of the nutcases that you look at. Do you know what I mean? And you go, oh, come on, man, sit down and shut up. And I'd done a few of them today. I don't know. I was just getting right into it, man. But I think it's because it was the first one back. Like, if, if I, I think it would be the last 10 old firm games. I, I, I was the doing that. It's not an old firm game thing. It's just, a, I don't know what it is, but I found myself getting a bit caught up in the moment, shall we say, today. I was um, the day. I think I was I was quite reserved because I was quite nervous um, during the game. And obviously, when I'm when you hear everybody shouting and stuff like that, I usually just turn around and talk to Gary, my brother, who's mm-hmm. who sits right next to me. So me and him usually have a conversation. Or the guy Ken, who sits the other side of me, who I know pretty well, we've sat beside each other for years um, as well. So we usually have a chat between the three years. And we've got we've got people behind us that we're quite pally with and stuff like that as well. So usually between us, we'll usually sit and have a chat. But Talk I, sense. Yeah, at points, <laughs> usually, I, I, I mean, I did. Not, I, I think I was. I think I was. I think I was quite calm and reserved throughout the game until we scored, and then obviously I went, I went Tonto squared um, on it. But yeah, I think I was. I think I was quite calm and reserved. But I understand what you're saying because there was a lot of people around me were just, you know, they were shouting. Because just for the sake of shouting, because they were nervous and they, you know, they wanted. I think people were desperate. They were just desperate for a good performance today, Keith. Because of, you know, we haven't we haven't had the best starts to the season. Even though we have, you know, we've won every game. You know, obviously getting put out of Europe, but been beating the league. Obviously, we never done that last season as well. So, um, we, we haven't we haven't had the best start to the season when you look at it compared to the standards of last season, um. And then as well, so there was a lot of people nervous, and there was a lot of people shouting, you know, for the sake of it. And I think they just wanted that. I think people were just desperate for a good performance today. But um, and I think I think the team did deliver on that, particularly in the second half. Um, as well, they showed up and they were they were fantastic. But I I think there there, there was a lot of people around me screaming stuff, and I'm like, you know, you're a bit like, what the fuck are they shouting? <laughs> you know, you know, and stuff like that as well. But I it was aye. I no, usually, not... I usually in an old game. Sometimes during other when during other games, I'm usually going up. But usually in an old forum game, because I'm so nervous, I usually sit with my, I usually stand with my arms folded and just sort of take it all in and you know have a quick word with Gary. Aye, I must admit, I'm pretty, I'm pretty calm and like fair. I think all the time, and I was for most of the game a day. But there was just sometimes where I, I found myself, you know, that way like jumping up off my seat and getting the effort absolute tight. And shouting and like the arms going and everything, and I'm like, I don't, I don't normally do that, you know. So, but that way you instantly just have that moment of realization, like, what am I doing? That's not me. But then I did it like four or five times throughout the game, so it, it was. I found it an interesting experience just to observe myself a wee bit and be like, mate, you're getting too much into this sometimes. To <laughs> but, be, to be fair, to, to be fair on you as well. I thought the the ref did have an absolute nightmare a day um, as well. It's just. Some of his decision making was just incredible. You know, he, he, I think, 
obviously, I think he was some of the decisions. You're like, right, he's trying to let the game flow, but you're like, that is a base. That is that is a free kick. You know, there was one where was a roof get thrown to the ground by Starfield, and you know he's just like play on. You're like, that is a blatant free kick. You know, the guy, he, the guy had his arms. I think it was either. I think it was Ruth or Aribo. I can't remember who it was, but he literally had his arms around him and tossed him to the ground. Aye, that was Ruth, this, that was kind of aye. that was over. That wasn't too far. I had a quick view. That was over you. beside you, yeah. Aye, aye, it was, was Ruth. Another one, you mean? I well, I think uh, there's a, there's a ball up, and I like see Ruth's kind of like looking at the ball and the defenders behind him, and he just yes. like arms around him, and it was almost like a kind of a, a trip where he just puts his, his his leg behind him and just goes sit down, you know, and just pulls him across his leg. Yeah, aye, another one, you mean? Aye, that was a. Straight, he had a good view of it as well. There was no, no excuses. And the linesman wasn't far away from it on my side either. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. But I did think, I think the ref had a, I think he had a pretty shock. And I was really surprised it was, I was, I think all Rangers fans, when, when they seen the ref was, was, was Kevin Glancy, they were just a bit like, oh, Because oh, on the nightmare he had at the game at, um, the, the last game he had at Parkhead as well. You know, so many decisions didn't, you know, they were clear Rangers ones. I the two one game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Aye, um, shocker. They had they had an absolute nightmare that day, and I think it's the same again as well. So many people were. Well, why is he? He should never be allowed to wrestle an old firm game. But again, he plops up and he, he refs it as well. But aye, it's, I thought I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought he was very poor today, aye. Um, aye. as well. But I I don't really want. Don't want to end on talking about the. Talking no. about the referee, but I, I think the atmosphere in the ground was was incredible, and I think it will live with me for a, will live me for a long time. Um, the noise, you know, when when Rangers came out and the the booing when they done their huddle as well. Aye, that was know, some level, man. I, was, I, I was like, listen, if your tactic is to make it that they can't hear whatever Callum McGregor's saying, then I think we're doing a pretty good job, man. I don't know, yep. the boy must have been shouting it for his lungs because it was loud booing, man. I don't have ever heard it that loud before. No, no, neither have I. Because obviously, in the old times, we had, you know, like five or six thousand Celtic fans in the in, in that whole end of the stadium. I did the them on. Aye, aye, aye. them on, and then obviously we had the seven hundred the last the last few seasons mm-hmm. in the corner there as well. But I, it was just an incredible, incredible day. The noise was the noise was fantastic. The noise when when that when that ball hit the back of the net. Um, as well was incredible. The singing all throughout the game as well. And the, the display of the Union Bears as well. You know, whatever whatever you feel about the Union Bears as well, that display was fantastic. You know, fair play to those boys and they're there and they sing and chant the whole time. You know, they're you know it's a they're you know the displays were just brilliant. Um, what else I liked about the fans was I, I think more than what again more than what I've ever seen before. Kind of like the booing thing being louder more than ever before, when the final whistle went, nobody left. No. Everybody just stayed singing, dancing, and clapping the team off. Like, it felt like, you know, if you look about at 85, everybody's still here. You look around at 90, everybody's still here. You look around at 95, a minute after the whistle, everybody was still there, just singing and, and dancing on the spot. And it, I, I thought that, that for me, it was still a full stadium. Well, you know, after the game, until the, the, pretty much all the players were off, which... You don't really see, you know, normally there's people trickling out, starts at 75, 80, you know, and all that sort of stuff. It was, I thought that was brilliant, man. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. And then let's just talk a wee bit about the, the end of the game, Keith. Like you said, everybody stayed till the end and we were all having a, 
you know, everybody's having a good a good time and stuff like that. And then it was I I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it then, but I did I did notice them, you know, sort of hanging about. But there's there's a lot of talk now that that was that, that was potentially Borna Barisic's last game for us because of how he reacted. You know, you could tell he was you know, we we can see the replays now of him being visibly upset. You know, you can see him um crying and then he goes and kisses the kisses the ground and stuff like that as well, was it? So people people are obviously putting two and two together and saying that he's he's away because the end of the transfer window's coming up as well, which is it transfer window finishes tomorrow, I'm sure is, is it tomorrow Tuesday. Tuesday. Thirty first, is it not? Yeah, thirty first, yeah. Yeah. So Tuesday. Tuesday, yeah. So um that's um Jim White Day for everybody who's a Sky Sports News fan um, in there as well. So I but people are obviously thinking that he's he's away. There's chat that Roma are interested in him and stuff like that as well. I seen that in one of the one of the forums there as well. But yeah, he seemed pretty upset and I guess you know, most people would think if you are upset after an old firm game, you know, you are going to be, you know, when you see someone crying and stuff like that, you know, you are you are thinking they're off. It's not a case I just He's just buzzing that he had a decent game. What, what, what did you think about it when you seen it? Do you think he's off or do you think it was just more? You know, he's, he's probably by his own standards. He hasn't he hasn't reached them this season due to injury and you know getting back up to full fitness and stuff like that. Or else do you think he is away? I don't know. I don't know, mate. It's it's, it's really hard to say. Like like you say, with it knowing the guy and talking to the guy, it, it's hard to say. I think you could read it two ways. Either he's off as the kind of obvious one but but the other the other one the, the other point that you touch on I think is absolutely fair and, and plausible as well as that he's a confidence player he's not had a good start to the season he's had a an interrupted start to the season he's probably had a, a half a pre-season as well you know with injuries we spoke about it in the previous pod so um and before he's the type of guy that I think he needs a big performance he needs he needs a moment um the free kick at St Mirren is is a good example where he has a moment, and then you see the real Borner. You know, he needs that. He needs something. He needs a spark. It seems like, and and the ball in and the goal, I think, could also be the spark because we touched on it earlier in this pod. Where if you watch the celebration of the goal, Borner's getting it as big licks as anybody. Right, he's right up for it. He's buzzing. He's he's getting right in, man. He's he's happy with the goal. He, he's really gone for it. He's getting the fans involved. He's celebrating big time. So <clears throat> maybe it's just that. Maybe he just feels like. Right, I've I've had a, a ropey few months between being injured and missing most of the Euros. He's emotional at just being back. He feels like he's back. Maybe it's that because that's the type of guy he is uh, for what we've seen before. So it could definitely be that. But also, let's let's not argue about it. It, it could easily be that he knows he's off and it's his last game. It, it could be. We don't know. Yeah. Um, a couple of days left. Is there going to be bids for players? Possibly. How many clubs wait until? the last minute to make decent bids. It happens a lot. There's more business on, on, on the last day for a reason, right? This is why we Jim White's got a thing about it and his yellow tie and all that jazz is because it does drum up a lot of business as, as clubs scramble and maybe that's when they've seen what's left of their budget and they want to spend it before they lose it or whatever. I don't know, but it does happen. So let's see, man. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess if he, if he does go, you know, he goes, obviously don't want him to go, but he goes with... He goes with every Rangers fan. I imagine best wishes because he's been a he's been a great buy for us, hasn't he? When you went when you think about his uncertainty that he's went through, you know, potentially getting binned after that infamous um, Liverpool friendly, where a number mm-hmm. of the boys ended up getting told that they were leaving, but he's he went back and spoke to the manager, and you know, 
turned his career around and he's, he was fantastic for his last season. <laughs> you know, he's been, you know, I think if he does go, he goes for everybody's best wishes. Aye, I mean, if we get good money for him, then <clears throat> aye, all the best of the guy, nothing against him. He's been he's been good here. I think even when he's he's not been good, he clearly, like you said, that, that you're right, I didn't perform, it was against kids and I, I, let, I let the standards slip and all that sort of stuff, he's our chance. He's always gave his all, he's always tried, he shows he's wanted to be here, he, he's played for the club and we've seen him before in big games or in, in heated moments, whether it was against Hibs, there was a few moments against Celtic before he's had moments where he's just like, like Balogun pointing to the badge, he's put it on the line for the badge, do you know what I mean? He's been the first one to get in players' faces when they've maybe put a bad foul on teammates and all that. You know, like, he's, he's been one of us. So, aye, you know, if, he, if he's got his career lies elsewhere, then all the best. Hopefully we get good money for him and make a good, good profit. Good servant, yeah. good profit. That's the model. So, yep, that's the model now, aye. isn't it? You know, we Can't buy... Can't it against any of them. You know, we sort of buy, <coughs> buy low and sell high, you know, almost. Not, that's and that, 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 that's no disrespect. Yeah, exactly. You know, make, make a profit on all these players. That's the sort of business that we're in um, these days Rangers aren't where we were during the advocate years where we were spending all this money on you know Van Bronckhurst guys like Geo and stuff like that as well um, unfortunately but I like I said if it does go if it happens that he does go he goes with our best wishes but he was he was he was upset today and you know like I said it's I think it, it just means I think the club means a lot to him as well which, which is what you see what you see there so I like I said we've got Absolutely fantastic day, and then we've got a few, we've got a few weekends. We've got next weekend where I get to spend it with the family around going to football, which is great fun <laughs> as well. But I will get, we'll get a few weeks. But it's, it's nice to, it's nice to just go ahead with a, with a victory, isn't it, mate? Oh. Yeah. So I think, like I said, I think I've. Maybe lost Keith there, so um, I think that's probably a good time to to end the to end the podcast there. So until next time, me and Keith will be will be back soon, and I hope you all enjoyed your enjoyed your glorious Sunday. Until then, we'll see you soon. All right, guys. Cheers. Thanks. Bye bye.